0: Welcome back everybody to another edition of this week in the XFL I'm your host as always the referee representing XFL newsroom ooh, the number one source in XFL news and it's a huge news week people get mad at me for saying it but you know that last weekend we finally saw the XFL kickoff and more importantly we all saw Good football Good football So here's how we're gonna do things for the rest of the year folks. We're gonna do some Previous week recaps to kick everything off. We're gonna go over some of the latest news as always And then we're gonna go over the previews and picks at the end of the episode Speaking of picks though only one of us got it correct. That's the XFL delivery guy. So Sign him up. He's up one. We're all down. None. We're hoping to get back in the game But we'll talk about that a little bit later So let's let's kind of go over some first impressions of week one in the XFL It was great, you know from the TV presentation to the live experience I think it was pretty solid all the way through, you know I brought a friend of mine who's not necessarily into sports to that Roughnecks Wildcats game and he was impressed. He said, Look, look, this looks like real football. Everybody at the tailgate watching that early game between the defenders and the dragons, they were surprised. Speaking of the tailgate, man, I'm telling you, the Roughnecks and the Roughnecks fans came out strong. We were hanging out with the Nuff said tailgate group. They had a restored fire truck with built in uh, shot refrigerators, hot dogs, burgers, beer, and good people and good times. And we had some football. And it was exciting. They're actually in the Tailgate Hall of Fame. Overall, like I said, the whole weekend was pretty stellar. All the games were pretty solid. There was definitely some better ones uh, and some worse ones in this list. And we'll go through them. But overall, the attendance was pretty solid. Again, week one in a league that's never played a game. We averaged about 17,000 across the board. I think that's pretty solid, if you ask me. But hey first game of the day first game of the weekend first game of the 2020 XFL season Like I said, we have the Seattle dragons traveling over to DC to take on the defenders at Audi field game kicked off on ABC it was the early game Started off pretty even right there was only a few points difference at the halftime But you know Cardale he couldn't stop himself that second half was all his They ultimately took the game 31 to 19 and again, we were watching that game outside at the tailgate I was happy that somebody had it on TV. Otherwise, I was gonna have to watch it on my phone Uh, But I thought it was pretty solid the game looked great. The plays looked great then then I got to experience that live experience like I said when the Wildcats came from LA all the way to Houston to take on the Roughnecks Aired on Fox, took place at TDECU, and this is another one where it's pretty close at the half, but 25 unanswered points from my man PJ Walker, star of the week, you couldn't respond. And we're gonna get into some of the the aftermath of this game a little bit later. But I, I'm sure a lot of you are aware what's going on over in Los Angeles after this game. But we're gonna talk about that a little bit later in this episode. But hey four touchdowns 25 unanswered points the offense looked good. The defense looked good and Houston is looking strong We have some news on the Houston front as well that we'll talk about later 20-point game though 37 17 Houston came out convincing and I think PJ Walker and the Roughnecks are on a lot of people's radars after this game, now who's to say? We're hoping they can carry that on to next week, but we'll, we'll get to that in the week two preview here. Now, the first game of Sunday, we had the Tampa Bay Vipers heading up to MetLife to take on the Guardians, and this was this is one of the games I wanted to pay attention to. You know, everybody said the Vipers weren't going to be very good, and I wanted to see if that was true. And I don't want to say that the Vipers aren't very good. But they didn't execute clearly the way they wanted to here They only scored three points the entire game by the time they got that field goal it was probably too late And they should have went for the touchdown Especially with these different extra point conversions you could get you're always in the game But the New York Guardians just like they looked in the preseason came out strong good on offense defense clearly was holding Tampa Bay back there's some interesting things here though Tampa Bay has the most yards of any team this weekend and the least amount of points scored So don't be surprised if Tampa Bay comes back this week and rebounds, right? So, you know, they were out their receiver Antonio Callaway. He's still out I'm thinking they're gonna pick some folks up off the waivers here soon But 23 to 3 that was a shellac and a beatdown they took him out convincingly which leads us to the last game of the weekend with St. Louis traveling over to Dallas to take on the Renegades. And this is this is one I think surprised a lot of people. So the Renegades were favored to win the game. They're favored to win the championship. And the Battlehawks came out and showed a thing. Proved themselves, if you will. So when we talked about it last week, we looked at the people that maybe still had to prove themselves and one of those guys was Jordan Te'amu quarterback of the of the battle Hawks You know because he is the youngest quarterback in the league and he came out and he was convincing He was passing the ball. He was running the ball. He got his first professional touchdown in history Meanwhile the renegades they could only convert on field goals The only points they had in the game were via field goals the game ultimately 15 to 9 Now there's a couple things to keep in mind here Landry Jones was out for the Renegades. Looks like he's starting here in week 2. So they have a perfect opportunity to rebound when they're headed to Los Angeles, but like I said, let's save that Los Angeles news for a little bit later. So let's give a quick recap. First game of the week, first game of the season, Seattle going to DC. They couldn't get it out. They lost 31 to 19. Second game of the day, Los Angeles at Houston, same thing. 20-point deficit. 37 to 17. moving on to Sunday again the the away team couldn't get it done Tampa Bay going down 2023 to three against the New York Guardians and for the last game our first road victory of the weekend first road victory of the season St Louis goes into D- Dallas wins the game 15 to 9 and you know what? I'm excited for week two. I hope you're excited for week two. It seems like people were excited for week one So hopefully that carries on, you know, so speaking of the excitement We're looking at some ratings folks people want to know how many people turned into that game Well that first game that first game on ABC between the defenders and the Dragons 3.3 million people tuned in That's over a million more people that tuned into NBA primetime between the Warriors and the Lakers. That's huge deal, right? So last year the AAF beat the NBA as well, but only by 200,000, maybe even only 100,000. We'll give them 200,000, but not 1 million. The XFL came out strong. The presentation was good, the live experience was good, and I expect we're going to see people tune in, some new people. Now clearly I think there is gonna be some attrition there, but it's gonna be nothing like the Alliance. Nothing like the original XFL. Well, what about the Fox games? Well, the Fox day games did decent as well. We had millions of people scored a 2.3. The ESPN game got 2.5 million people. Overall, people stayed in this league this weekend. They didn't watch the first game and immediately drop down. People watched all of these games, not everybody, but more than you would expect and good enough to make an impact. Now, again, things could change. We're going to see our first game on Fox Sports 1 this weekend. So there may be some varying ratings there, some varying viewership. But overall, when I'm looking at this first week, this is a success. To me, you don't want huge, huge numbers. Because you're gonna drop off a cliff like the original XFL. This is in that sweet spot 3.3 million people for the first game 2.5 million for the last game Right, so not a big drop there different channels different viewerships really because you have People that are only gonna watch the teams that they support and there's people like me that are gonna watch every game So the support is there We're gonna talk about support Right, so we talked about some viewership. We compared it a little bit to the AAF. Well, let's talk about ticket sales here. People have been wondering how are the ticket sales doing for the XFL? And a while back we we reported it seems like it's doing very good. When they initially rolled out those season ticket sales, you could see the dots disappearing from that map. Now clearly they're far from being sold out at some of these venues, mainly in part because you look at you know MetLife 80,000 people. That, that's a tall task, right? But when you look at those lower bowls, things are looking good. Well, the XFL has already beat the AAF in ticket sales revenue already. And this was announced the first day, February 8th, the first day of games. So within one day, they beat the whole history of AAF in ticket sales revenue. Again, just another example that the XFL. Is Serious this time around and people are seeing it people are excited people want to check out this league and I'm telling you after that first week the success of the first week More people are gonna get interested. So we're gonna talk a little bit about this seating here So let's move over to Seattle. It was just a few weeks ago we reported that Seattle was leading the league in ticket sales And It looks like they have another little stamp to prove this here So they're opening up additional seating they're expected at around 25 27. I'm sorry 27,000 people for the opening game this weekend. They're expecting 27,000 people there for the opening game this weekend when they take on the Tampa Bay Vipers and They're one of the teams that didn't win and the excitement is still going up Not to mention, you know people in uh, people in Seattle love their sports They're gonna show up. They're gonna turn out to support this Dragons team and I'm excited I'm glad we're gonna see this, you know, and that's just the Dragons, right? We're looking at big numbers there 27,000 and this is for season ticket sales. They're looking to open up more sections I think it's gonna get live there, but the other one when we talk about the opening average 17,000 People were kind of shying down on that frowning on it But the XFL is yet to play in arguably their two largest markets We talked about one here, Seattle and they're they're going gangbusters for those tickets Well, the other ones st. Louis and we still have a whole other week to wait But same thing here. They're expecting twenty eight thousand for that opening game That's about sold out in that lower bowl. It doesn't sound like they're looking To Open seats in that upper bowl though, but it looks like they're doing well on those lower bowl tickets Do you know how loud it's going to be in that dome? That is going to be one of the scariest places to play Especially if st. Louis can go into that game 2-0 undefeated We're gonna see a lot of things happen this week when we look at the matchups. I love it. We have two teams that are 0 1, two teams 1 and 0. It's going to be good. We have some great things going on. People are excited about this league, and you can see it in the ticket sales. You can see it. And I think that even these other places like New York, if New York keeps playing the way they did in that first game, when they go back to MetLife, we're going to top that 17,000. Hopefully, the weather will be a little bit warmer. Hopefully we'll top that number Like I said, you know when I got to the game I'm sorry to go on down the path here But when I finally got to the tailgate for the Roughnecks and the DC game started It was the craziest feeling like it's finally happening Right, and I know there's a bunch of people out there that feel the same way uh, but you know, we've been covering the league for over a year now and just that feeling of All Of this hard work from the league side us trying to promote it Everybody kind of building their own thing like we made it and the football was good So sorry to go down that path. I just had to bring it up. It's it's exciting. I'm still kind of Drunk from the last game not you know, really from drinking but from the the emotions and the feelings It's just awesome. And I'm I'm glad you're here for the journey. So we're gonna talk about something that might excite the collectors out there So we know that the XFL football cards are coming sometime in March Well, we got a little bit of a surprise for you So tops Similar to what they did with the AAF has a seven card limited set that they're gonna be rolling out each week of the season and Basically the cards are of the best plays or the best players of that week So we have our first seven card set out, you know, it is a little bit steep in the price It's $44.99 for seven cards plus tax They do have free shipping, but it's probably slow as a snail so you can get some expedited shipping there But we know For the collectors out there and there's uh, you know, who you guys are Mike Jones on Twitter that dude I think owns everything that the league has put out. I wouldn't doubt to see him pick this up of course, I had to pick it up at least the first one uh, You know PJ Walker star of the week's in there. That's my Houston Roughneck. That's my quarterback So, you know, I had to pick it up I don't know if I'm gonna buy all of them because you know that's that's a little rich for my blood But let us know are you an XFL superfan? Are you an XFL collector? Do you plan on picking up all these sets? Let us know down in the comments below or join the conversation on discord bunch of other like-minded fans hanging out, talking XFL, especially on that game day. It was popping on the Discord. All your gears beep, 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 all day. People chatting, having a good time. Over a hundred folks in there, building a good community, and we love the XFL community. Sign you up. So we're gonna move on to some player news. Brogan Roback, he's a fan favorite. People loved him, but they weren't too happy to see that he wasn't. Or he didn't make the final cut for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Well, earlier this week he tweeted, you know, an emoji of an airplane that just said Dallas, and people started wondering, is this dude headed to the Renegades, or is he headed to Team Nine? Well, it was later confirmed, it's true. He's headed to the Renegades. You know, unfortunately, there is some sad news in there as well. So Eric Dungey, it looks like he's having some problems that he has to deal with. So the team has relieved him for the week, and that's more more likely the case why we're seeing Brogan Roback come and join the team. We don't know if it's going to be a long term thing, a short term thing, but we do know he's there. Uh, but again, this week we have the tier one quarterback Landry Jones finally starting, getting that week two start, hopefully getting the Renegades to the rebound. But if he needs it, he has a little bit of extra help there with Brogan Roback and Philip Nelson, for that matter. So overall, let us know your thoughts on that. We know people love the road back We know people like Brogan. He was on Hard Knocks. He was there with the Browns Ultimately, he's now here with the Dallas Renegades. Like we mentioned We don't know if it's short term or long term, but we'll keep you posted as we learn more So we're gonna talk about some more Transactional news, but this is it. I think that this is the one that a lot of people are waiting for here we're talking about the Los Angeles Wildcats and Coach Moss, he doesn't like to take the loss, right? So they lost that first game, and quite honestly, there are some other factors in there, right? So they're, they're out there starting quarterback Josh Johnson, so they had to roll with Canoff and their other backup, and clearly it didn't work out for him. But it seems like Moss was taking it the hardest on the defense, right? So pretty close to after the game, Anthony Johnson, defensive captain for the team, released, cut. Wouldn't doubt to see him picked up by a team. I know Tampa Bay's probably looking at him right now. But the other one, the most surprising one, the one that I don't think I've ever seen in the history of me watching sports, and trust it, I've been watching sports a long time now. The Los Angeles Wildcats decide to part ways with their defensive coordinator, Pepper Johnson, after one game. One game. Now I I'll say this. There's a lot of people online that Think that Winston Moss has gone mad. They think he's crazy They think he doesn't know how to work with others and I'm not gonna go that far yet Because I'll say this he is the general manager of the team He is the head coach of the team there may be something that he saw or a discussion that took place That We don't know that might be the reason for this That being said, it's still a little bit drastic. It's still a little bit of craziness in my book I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. I don't think I've seen a coach get fired after one game ever before But again, this is kind of a in the calendar year. There's been a lot of those things I don't think I've ever seen a professional sports league not finish the season especially when it's televised either but you know, rest in peace, AAF. But you know what? Winston Moss, he, he's really holding the duty four different jobs here general manager, head coach, defensive coordinator, as well as linebacker's coach, because Pepper Johnson was also the linebacker's coach. So again, we could see the Wildcats come out strong on defense this week, and everybody will then say, wow, Winston Moss is a genius. Or, or it continues the same way because they're still out there starting quarterback. Doesn't look like Johnson's getting that start. We're still not sure about week three. We've seen him make a couple rash moves this year, right? So Rashad Ross traded him. Arguably one of the better players on the defenders now. Wildcats out, one of those receivers. They traded Luis Perez. They may have needed him right now. With Josh Johnson being injured They cut Sean Oakman and Jeremiah Spicer They brought Sean Oakman back They've cut Anthony Johnson their defensive captain one of their defensive captains So we don't know what's going on in LA, but I wouldn't pass judgment yet. Let's give it till week three or four and let's see is Winston Moss a madman Or a mad genius. Only time will tell. So, staying on the West Coast, we got some big news, especially because it's in the location of the XFL Newsroom HQ. We're talking about Houston, H Town, future home of the inaugural XFL Championship. That's right, baby. You heard it here. The XFL Championship is taking place in Houston. And if the Roughnecks keep playing the way they do, well, you know what? They may get a home game. So it was announced Thursday. We had actually reported on it earlier in the week. But the Harris County Houston Sports Authority and the XFL held a press conference Thursday to officially announce TDECU Stadium as the host of the inaugural XFL Championship. So it holds about 40 to 42,000 people. And I think that's a perfect number for the league to target. I expect people to come from all over the country Especially if their teams make it we're gonna have a party. I'm excited We're trying to block out 10 to 20 tickets. We're having that XFL newsroom crew uh, Section there. We're gonna make it loud. We're gonna make it fun. Like I said, I'm excited because I know more more importantly that the games here Right, that makes it easy for me But what I'm really excited about Is I know that all of these other guys that are writing on the, about the XFL doing podcasts things like that They're all coming to Houston and I get a chance to meet them all like you should know by now I'm all about the XFL community But I'm really excited that this game is coming to H town. It really makes sense It was kind of rumored that this may be the case in the past mainly in part because As of now the league the XFL has had a great Partnership with the city of Houston, right? We've had a lot of events here They did the spring league not necessarily in Houston, but Texas we brought all eight franchises out for the training camp Now we're bringing the championship out here. So again, it's probably gonna change to a different location next year But I'm super excited that it's gonna be here this year the weather is probably going to be great so far. The weather's been perfect at least for the first game It's shaping up to look good for this second game. We'll get to the weather reports here shortly though Overall, like I said 40,000 42,000 people That's the goal for the XFL. I know I'm blocking about 10 or 20 of those tickets So we need all of y'all to come on out regardless if your team makes it We got to support the league and you know what Houston's a sports city Texans love football I'm getting excited. Let us know. What do you think about the location? Do you think it should have been at an outside city where the XFL doesn't play? Do you think it should have been at one of the other locations? We want to know let us know down in the comments below or click the link down in the description for the discord And sign you up. We're having a good time. It's gonna be fun But again, boom, let's move to the weather center XFL newsroom weather center you know, you got to get those weekend weather reports to see how to prepare for these games So just like last week, we're kicking it off in DC It's gonna be a little bit cooler this time around high of 38 low of 30 Mostly sunny. No, though. No chance of rain. No chance of snow to me That's that's pretty good sign you up but Seattle we talked about there's gonna be over 20,000 people there this weekend What's the weather looking like because I know a lot of those folks are gonna be out there to tailgate not too bad I'll say high of 46 low of 38 But a 90% chance of rain which shouldn't be a surprise because this is Seattle We don't know if it's gonna be hard rain or just some of that little Seattle rain But you might want to bring some tarps things of that nature get the ponchos out and bring the umbrellas because you can't miss out on the fun be- just because there's no sun I'm telling you, right? So, second day of action, moving over to Sunday, we're looking at Los Angeles. Sunny as always, high of 71, low of 51. All sunny, no clouds, no rain. It's going to be a great day at Digni- Dignity Health, and we're capping things off in H-Town in Houston, like we just talked about, great weather. High of 76 low of 60 sunny. No chance of rain. No clouds Battlehawks are gonna come in and they're gonna have some good weather to play in. I'm excited about that We're gonna talk about though. We have some games coming up We got some games. We got some picks like I said so far XFL delivery guy. He's up one Tron Hawkins J dash and myself unfortunately all with the big goose egg Sitting at zero, but the first game of the day we have the New York Guardians traveling to DC Arguably two of the better teams in the league if you discount Houston, these are the two best teams both undefeated Again, everybody was undefeated last week, but now that we've had some games it gets a little bit more exciting Somebody is getting the L this week Somebody Isn't getting that W Is it going to be Cardale Jones and the DC defenders? They look pretty solid They held a close game in the first half and ran away with it in the second Or is it gonna be Kevin Gilbride the quarterback? Whisperer and the New York Guardians coming into Audi field to get that road victory like I said, they were pretty convincing 23 to 3 Against the Tampa Bay Vipers. They held that team to the lowest amount of points Is it their defense or are the Vipers that bad? Well, we're gonna find out and we'll get to the picks here a little bit later But the second game of the day this one I'm excited for there's a lot of different things here quite the opposite of the first games Neither of these teams have won a game yet. We have the Tampa Bay Vipers traveling up to Seattle to take on the Dragons at CenturyLink, which looks to be a big big crowd Seattle looks to rebound with that home crowd getting rowdy behind them, but the Tampa Bay Vipers, you know, they're embarrassed about last week They're coming in there for some vengeance as well Are they ready to strike or are the Dragons gonna be breathing fire we will find out. We're hoping it's a good game I'm thinking it's gonna be a good game because both of these teams have something to prove Moving on to Sunday first game of the day This one's gonna be an interesting as well. Well one as well again Neither of these teams have won we have the renegades of Dallas traveling to Los Angeles to take on the Wildcats 3 p.m. Eastern on ABC Dignity health uh, sports park sports complex It's gonna be interesting We spoke about all the things going on in Los Angeles. Are they going to rebound is their defense going to be stronger than ever? Well, we'll have to find out because the renegades finally have their tier one quarterback Landry Jones coming in for the start hopefully to get that first win for the team this season. Either way, somebody's going 0 and 2 and somebody's getting that first win of the season. It's going to be a good one. This one is probably my game of the week just for all of the interesting factors about it. But it's not. It's not the game of the week because this is the game of the week. We have the St. Louis Battlehawks going on the road again down to Houston, sticking around in Texas. Both teams undefeated Jordan Ta'amu looks to see if he can throw and run through the Houston defense PJ Walker looks to continue the success that he had last weekend Will he get four touchdowns? Will he get some unanswered points? Well, we will find out but this is our game of the weekend here Like I said two undefeated teams arguably two of the most interesting quarterbacks in the league there was a lot of people that didn't know what to think of PJ Walker and Jordan Tayamu, but after week one, people are paying attention. And this game, I'm thinking it's going to be a close game. But let's get to some picks. So, I'm picking this Guardians DC game. You know what? I'm sticking with New York. I'm saying they're taking the win on the road. People might be mad at me about that, but you know what? I think there's something to Kevin Gilbride and those quarterback whispers that he's sending through the team. But s- heading over to the Vipers at Dragons, we're going to send it over to Tron Hawkins. This is Tron from the XFL podcast. My pick of the week: uh, I got the Seattle Dragons hosting Tampa Bay Boppers in the Serpent Bowl. Uh, this is pretty simple. Uh, I think Seattle was the best looking of the losing teams. It wasn't for a couple of defensive plays by DC, they would have shocked the world to beat DC. Vipers, though, I don't know what they're doing between Quentin Flowers and Aaron Murray. So in that case, give me the Seattle Dragons beating the Vipers, and we could have some quarterback changes in Tampa Bay after this game. Sign you up, bro. All right, J-Dash is here for the pick with the Renegades at the Wildcats, and you know this one's going to be good. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, J-Dash. Caught me doing my podcast here, and you'll be hearing it pretty soon. But who should I pick this week against Dallas and L.A.? Well, if you look over the last week, there's been a lot of action happening in L.A., a lot of stuff off the field. The releasement of Anthony Johnson, the firing of a coach, and a locker room that may be unstable while in Dallas they're getting healthy with possibly the return of Landry Jones this week. If it comes down to quarterbacks... I'm siding with Landry Jones, even if LA has Josh Johnson. LA, in my opinion, just doesn't have the locker room right now to be focused on week two. Give me the Renegades. Sign you up and capping things off this week. The only person that got a pick correct last week, the XFL delivery guy, signing us us up on the pick between the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks. What's up guys, it's the XFL Delivery Guy, and for my weekly pick for the XFL newsroom, the St. Louis Battlehawks versus the Houston Roughnecks, I'm picking the Houston Roughnecks for the H. Let's go. All right, folks, let us know what you think of our picks down below. Give us your picks as well, or if you're feeling like having a good time, click the link down in the description for the Discord. Come hang out with a bunch of other like-minded XFL fans just like you and me. But really, that's about it for this week. It was a fun week. It was a huge week. It was one of the best weeks ever. And we look forward to bringing you the recaps next week as well. And as always, stay tuned. We have all sorts of new podcasts and shows joined in the channel, so you're going to get all sorts of different recaps, retrospectives, opinions, and all of the stuff that you're looking for with the XFL. But hey before I let you go if you didn't know we're also on Facebook and Twitter So give us a follow at XFL newsroom for all the latest news and since we're on YouTube Make sure you drop a like comment subscribe and click the bell to see when we're dropping new videos Some are gonna be live and some are gonna be pre-recorded just like this one So until next time Ooh, sign you, ah!